All right, welcome everybody. Welcome to Super Bowl. Well, it's Super Bowl Saturday, but it will be Super Bowl Sunday soon enough. And we are Wagers Ragers. Two friends from the great state of New Jersey. I'm in New Jersey. Famous for the New Jersey Turnpike and the Garden State Parkway. Well, not really. But anyway, we, if you haven't joined us before, talk NFL football. We talk betting on the NFL games. And we also give you at the end of our podcast, uh, our tracks of the week as a result of our passionate love for electronic dance music. So you will get our tracks of the week at the end, but we are here in the last week of the NFL season for the 2021-2022 season. It is Super Bowl weekend. The game is tomorrow. I am your host, Joshua J.T. Buckner, always with me, my compadre, John the Hedgehog, Donneth, and welcome to Super Bowl weekend, Super Bowl Sunday. Can't believe we've gotten here. It seems like just, you know, a minute ago that we were on week one, and now the NFL is over, and we have to wait after this weekend until uh, September of this year for game one. But, John, talk to me. How are you doing? How are you feeling about this weekend with Bengals-Rams Super Bowl? Well, as you might guess, I am excited. Super Bowl weekend is finally here. The NFL season is coming to a close. And you know, NFL does it big. We've got the Rams and the Bengals, a very exciting matchup. I mean, I never saw the Bengals being here. Uh, You know, at no point during the season would I have picked the Bengals to make it. But here they are, you know, Joey Burr, Joey Burrow um, coming through in the clutch, the the draft picks that the Bengals have spent on the wide receiver position the last couple of years have really panned out. T Higgins and Jamar Chase have just been absolutely fantastic. On the other side of the ball, the Rams are just, you know, Super Bowl or bust is kind of how they've gone about it. They don't make first round picks. All they do is trade all their first round picks and they've made all the right moves to get them where they're at right now. Matt Stafford coming in at QB. Uh, I am excited for this game. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. Let's go, man. Let's let's make these picks and make some money. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's two teams kind of doing it a different way. You know, the Rams doing it by way of trades, and the Bengals doing it by way of the draft. So here we go, Bengals Rams. I'm going to give you backdrop. I'm going to give you stats. I'm going to give you trends. Then John, tell me what you think about this game. And then we're going to go into props. So backdrop, both teams, number four seeds in their respective conferences, both teams won their respective divisions. Bengals had not won the AFC North in quite a while. Stafford, zero Super Bowl wins. Joe Burrow, of course, zero Super Bowl wins, considering the fact that he was just drafted in 2020. Rams are trying to win at home, much like the Buccaneers did last year, which was the first time that a team played in their home stadium for a Super Bowl. And Tom Brady and the Buccaneers won. Rams are trying to do the same thing. Bengals are trying to win their first Super Bowl ever. They've lost twice in the Super Bowl, They've and both times to the 49ers, 1982 and 1989. Sean McVay with the Rams, they've been in the Super Bowl. And, in fact, it was Super Bowl 53 against the New England Patriots, and he's trying to learn from the mistakes made in that game 
and see if he can build off that and win this Super Bowl for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, coming into this game, both teams trailed in the fourth quarter in their championship games, and they both came back to win to get to the Super Bowl. It has not been an easy road for either team to get here. They have not, it's not been a cakewalk walking through and blowing out teams, but all games have been close, but both teams are here. Right now, the line, uh, live, live uh, uh, check-in on the line, Rams laying four points at home at SoFi Stadium, and the over-under right now is 48 and a half. So, stats. This is my biggest stat of this game, and it's it's probably a common theme amongst a lot of handicappers and people that are are trying to preview this game, and that is the Rams front seven against the Bengals offensive line. The Rams are first in pass rush win rate this season. The Bengals are 30th, 30th. That's second to last in pass block win rate and 25th worst in pass, in pass block win rate at every position. That means five offensive linemen, the tight end and the running back who help out in pass, uh, pass blocking. The Rams had over 50 sacks this season against opposing teams, and the Bengals gave up way over 50 sacks this season. That's where I see this game turning. Can the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line step up to the plate and block the Rams? Stats would tell you no. The game will tell us what exactly happens. Aaron Donald, 127 first pressures first in the league and second highest pass rush win rate at 26.7%. Um, despite being double teamed sixth most 64% of the time that he's on the field. When Aaron Donald and uh, Von Miller on the field together, their pass rush rate, pass rush win rate, sorry, is 54.2% when they're on the field together, which is just a phenomenal uh, pass rush win rate. So how does Cincinnati counteract the Rams pass rush? They have to run the ball. I, I can't see it any other way. Um, both teams finished in the bottom of the league, the bottom 10 uh, of the league in rushing. But Joe Mixon finished third overall with 1,205 rushing yards and also had 16 total touchdowns. So if the Bengals are going to win, Mixon just needs to have a big game. I, I can't see it any other way. On the other side of the ball for the Rams, Trey Hendrickson – the edge rusher for the Bengals was ninth in pass rush win rate, but he's going up against left tackle Andrew Whitworth, who was third in pass block win rate. So it's going to be a big matchup between the edge rusher of Hendrickson, who always is on the on the uh, right hand side in front of the left tackle and left tackle Whitworth. Um, Stafford needs to protect the ball. I mean, you know, from from all the the, the websites that I've looked at and all the the. Um, the, the, the analysts that I've, I've researched, you know, everybody thinks that Stafford's going to throw an interception or two in this game. If he can protect the ball, I think the Rams are going to come out on top of this game. And I've, I've bet this guy the last couple of weeks. I've come out on top the last couple of weeks. Last week, he had his first over 100-yard receiving game in 34 games. I can see OBJ having a big game this week against the Bengals, given the fact that I think they're going to double-team uh, Cooper Cup, at least early on in the game, and that could open up the passing game for uh, Odell Beckham Jr. So trends. All right, trends. Teams that covered the spread have won outright 
in the last 12 Super Bowls. So if the Rams cover that four-point spread, they will win, of course. But if the Bengals cover that four-point spread, they should also win based upon the trend of the last teams to cover the spread uh, in the last 12 Super Bowls. Underdogs of three and a half points or more, which the Bengals are, are 6-0 and against the spread and a mind-boggling 5-1 and straight up since 2007, with the only loss coming by the Atlanta Falcons who just choked it against the Patriots blowing that 28-3 lead. Does home field advantage mean a lot this year with the, with the Rams? I mean, they're 7-3 and three straight up at home, but they're only 5-5 five and five against the spread. Um, however, their average margin of victory at home is 7.3 points, and right now the point spread is 4. The thing is, this is the Super Bowl, and it's not like a real home field advantage because you have all of the corporate people buying tickets uh, to these games. And so it's not a true home field advantage. And when they played the 49ers, both at the end of the regular season and in the playoffs, it was a sea of red, that SoFi Stadium. So I'm not sure that home field advantage really means a lot in this game, although I anticipate there being more Rams fans than uh, Bengals fans. But given the fact that the Bengals haven't been in the Super Bowl since 1989, I'm sure there's going to be a significant uh, amount that's going to travel to the stadium. So I'm kind of throwing out home field advantage uh, in this game. So where do I stand on this game? And I've been going back and forth and back and forth all week long. And, you know, um, part of me wants to take the Rams because I think that with that, that front seven going up against that offensive line, if Matthew Stat, I mean, if uh, Joe Burrow is on his back, you know, the same amount of times he was when, he, when they played the Titans, which was nine, and if it's even more than that, I just can't see how the Bengals are going to pull this game out. I mean, they probably shouldn't have won that game, but they ultimately did. So given that my top stat in my analysis is the front seven versus the offensive line, I'm going to lay the four and I'm going to take the Rams. I know given the trends, this is probably not a good pick given that they are six and zero against the spread. Um, the last time an underdog was over three and a half, three and a half points or more. But I think this is the time where, that trend stops and the Rams win this game by probably a touchdown. So give me the Rams. I'm going to lay the four points before we get into props, John, give me your analysis on this game and then we'll talk props. Yeah. I mean, this is, in my opinion, it's a, it's a tough game to, to really call here. I agree with you um, hitting a couple of points right here. The Rams for the second year in a row, we have a team, like you said before, playing at home in the Super Bowl which is nuts. It never happened before. Now it's happened two years in a row, but I agree with you. I don't see that as much of a um, uh, home field advantage for the Rams. Um, last time the Eagles played uh, out there, uh, it was not much of a home field advantage at all for the Rams. Plus it's a Super Bowl crowd. So, you know, there's going to be fans for both teams there and a bunch of people that are just not really hardcore fans of either. So I don't see a huge home field advantage for the Rams. I think the Rams are the better team overall top to bottom. I think that the Rams defensive line, 
does have the edge over the Bengals offensive line. You know, it's no secret. You talked about it. Everybody's talking about this being the key matchup in the game uh, because the, the Rams have that incredible defensive line anchored by Aaron Donald, the Hall of Famer or the future Hall of Famer. And the Bengals offensive line has not been great. You know, I mean, you gave all the stats, the ranks. The Rams ranked seventh overall in sacks per game at 2.8. The Bengals gave up the third most sacks overall this year, and Burrow led the way, uh, being sacked a league-high 51 times this year. And, of course, the nine sacks that he suffered uh, against Tennessee. But I think I don't think the Rams – we were saying, talking about this before the podcast. I don't see the Rams as – you know, it's not like they've been the best team in the NFC all year. You know, they, they really haven't. It's not like they've been blowing teams out, you know, left and right. As a matter of fact, uh, they haven't really done that at all in the playoffs either, except for the except for the one win over the Cardinals in their last five games. The Rams would have failed to cover this four point spread in four out of five games and in, in, in their last five, including three point wins over the Bucks and the Niners two weeks ago. So I don't know that the Rams are, you know, so much better, even though they're, I, I think they have more talent than the Bengals. See a problem, I don't take think a problem. it's, they're so far beyond the Bengals that this is going to turn out to be a blowout at all. And really beyond that, the Bengals just seem to have that magic. You know, they, they have, there's something clicking there between Burrow. They get breaks at the right times. They get turnovers at the right times. You know, they beat the top two seeds in the AFC in the last two playoff games. I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I think it's going to end up being a close game. I like the Rams to win the game outright, right? I like the Rams to win the game. So I would take the money line, except the odds are, are, are pretty terrible. Last time I checked, it was minus 190 on the money line. But with the point spread now, previ- up to four and a half, now at four, still over that field goal mark, I think overall I take the Bengals here. I think the bet is you take the Bengals and the four points. Um, maybe the best thing that could happen would be the game uh, starts, kicks off. The Rams get an early score, and you live bet it. Uh, for the Bengals getting something more than four points. Maybe you can get a touchdown or something like that. But I think the game overall, you got to take a look at the quarterbacks. And personally, I'm definitely pulling for Matthew Stafford here. The Detroit Lions become sort of like a de facto team every Thanksgiving. You know, I remember watching Matthew Stafford for years and years and years. Um, So I would love the idea of Matthew Stafford getting himself a Super Bowl ring in this game. I think that's probably what happens, but... I think it's going to be a close game, but the Bengals actually cover the spread. I know that bucks the trend that you mentioned earlier as far as Super Bowl winners and odds, but the Bengals are 7-0 and against the spread in their last seven. I'll say it again. They're 7-0 and in their last seven against the spread. They figure out a way to keep it close. They figured out a way to win all throughout the playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen this time around. I think the Rams win, but the Rams win something like – 27 24 something like that yeah i mean look i've been going back and forth on this game and i could easily see this game coming down to um you know a tie game with a field goal at the end rams win it Bengals win it you know the Bengals are for real they just are their their offense is 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 loaded from the wide receiver position joe burrow is just you know he's as slick as they come getting out of pressure it, it really comes down to is he going to get out of the pressure from the rams or are the Rams going to dominate him uh, on that defensive line? 
And I think that's what it comes down to. So we'll see what happens. I mean, that's only one of my bets is taking the Rams and the points because we're moving into props. See a prop, take a prop. And I got six props for you. So given the pressure that the Rams are going to put on the Bengals offensive line, I can see the Bengals trying to mix things up and giving the ball to Jamar Chase, like the 49ers do to Debo Samuel. And I can see a jet sweep coming right now on DraftKings. Chase's rushing total is three and a half rushing yards. I'm taking the over minus 130 right now on DraftKings. I kind of hope I took it already. I kind of hope it bumps up to four and a half and that, and that juice comes down because I think they're going to give the ball to him a couple times to try to loosen up that defense. So give me Jamar chase over three and a half rushing yards. Um, Cam Akers, a couple of fumbles. Sony Michelle ran the ball uh, a fair amount for the Rams, but Daryl Henderson has now been activated and is going to play. So they have three running backs, the Rams right now, Akers rushing total is 64 and a half rushing yards on DraftKings. I'm going to take the under for Cam Akers minus 115 uh, on DraftKings third prop. And I take, I've taken this the last couple of weeks, hit it. And that's OBJ Odell Beckham jr. I'm going to take his receptions plus his yards. So over five and a half receptions getting plus juice plus one Oh five on DraftKings. I think they're going to be doubling Cooper cup early in this game and often. So they're going to go to OBJ over five and a half receptions. I think he's going to have a big game and over yards right now, 63 and a half. He had a hundred yard plus a hundred yard game last week. Give me OBJ over 63 and a half receiving yards, minus 120 on DraftKings. Two more for you. I alluded to it before. Joe Mixon, I think, has to have a big game for the Bengals. He's going to be an intricate part of the offense. Give me the combo for Joe Mixon, over 89 and a half combo yards between rushing and receiving, minus 110 on DraftKings. Give me the over on that. And lastly, but not least, my man. The Mac attack, Evan McPherson, over one and a half field goals. Man, this rookie is just amazing when it comes to kicking. Has kicked game-winning field goals game after game. One and a half field goals, He's gonna. I think he's going to hit that because I think the Rams defense is going to sign me the Bengals a few times in field goal range. And he, this guy can hit from plus 50. Like, he's money. So give me Evan McPherson, over one and a half field goals. Right now, it's minus 115 on DraftKings. Those are my six props. Chase over rushing, Akers under rushing, OBJ over receptions, OBJ over yards, Mixon over combo, and McPherson over one and a half field goals. Double Double bang. Bang. John, what props you got on this game? Props, 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 and more props. See a prop, take a prop. Really, that's what this game is all about, right? This is the last game of the year. You got to pick up, you got to load up the Brinks truck, throw a ton of money at this game. This game is about the props. You know, you got to have money all over this game. I love your thinking. I mean, listen, JT taking Evan McPherson over on this game, the odds would have been like, you know, minus 943,000 on that. No question about that. I can't believe it's only one and a half field goals. I love that one. I love your other picks, especially the Joe Mixon combo yards and the reason why i'll tell you right now joe mixon has my favorite prop of the game prop of the game lock it up joe mixon over 23 and a half receiving yards 
I got it yesterday at 23 and a half. I checked FanDuel and DraftKings this morning on the Saturday before the game. It's up to 24 and a half. I would still take it minus 114. Let me tell you what's going on here. Mixon averaging 43.2 receiving yards a game in his last five. The Rams gave up 37.11 receiving yards a game to running backs in the regular season, 38 and a half overall way above this prop right here. And because of what we talked about earlier, because that Rams interior defensive line, especially has such an advantage, or we believe it's going to be an advantage over the, the Bengals offensive line and the Bengals are prone to give up sacks. I could absolutely see the Zach Taylor and the Bengals looking to dump the ball off, throw some slip screens, things like that, just like you were talking about earlier, but dumping it off to Joe Mixon. I mean, Mixon has, has been hitting this number already. I don't know why it's so low at 23 and a half or 24 and a half today, but give me Joe Mixon over 23 and a half receiving yards as my favorite prop of the game. Already dropped a dime on it. Might throw a Royale with cheese on it. Royale with cheese. Royale You took the under on Cam Akers rushing. I've got another prop for you. Also Cam Akers. I like the Cam Akers receiving yards here. Receiving yards is only 14 and a half, I believe, on DraftKings at minus 125. Juice in the juice in the under there. Um, but I like Cam Akers to hit that because, and I think it's so low because last timeout against the Niners, he only had two receiving yards. But in the previous two playoff games, he had 20 receiving yards against Tampa. He had 40 against Arizona. I know that Daryl Henderson's coming back, but I think Cam Akers could knock out this 14 and a half receiving yards prop in one catch. And the Bengals on the other side of the ball gave up the sixth most receiving yards to running backs during the regular season. So give me Cam Akers over 14 and a half receiving yards at minus 125. Also, tight ends. Big story here. Tight ends are a big story. On the one hand, C.J. Ozoma from the Bengals is questionable for the game. Tyler Higby for the Rams is out. He is not going to play. In his place, Kendall Blanton. Who? Kendall Blanton is the starting tight end for the Rams. He had five catches for 57 yards in the NFC Championship game. His receiving yards prop, I was actually hoping it was going to be a little bit lower than this. Um, but right now it's 29 and a half receiving yards on DraftKings. The Bengals were the fifth worst against tight ends in the regular season and gave up 62.7 receiving yards a game to tight ends overall. I could absolutely see Stafford going to Blanton. He definitely showed uh, a willingness and a predilection to go to the tight ends more often than in the last month or so, Stafford that is. So I think he's going to be looking for Blanton. Give me 29 and a half receiving yards for the tight end for the Rams. Lastly, because of what we've been talking about this whole time, about the, the Rams defensive line against the Bengals offensive line, you know, Burrow sacked more than any other quarterback this year, sacked nine times against Tennessee. I like the over on the game prop of five and a half sacks total plus one Oh five. I mean, that's all you need to know. Um, especially if the game is close, the Bengals get into some type of, you know, passing downs here, game script dependent, and you get a few sacks here. Stafford's been known to take a few sacks here and there as well. So I love the over on five and a half total sacks for the game. Two more props just for fun. The coin toss is minus 105 either way. It was heads last year. 
and it's been heads three out of the last four years. But overall, Tails owns it at 29 and 26 overall, and I always call Tails, man. I'm a Tails guy, so give me Tails at minus 105. Last prop I got for you, the Gatorade. What color is the Gatorade going to be? You know, I have bet this for fun in the past, won some, lost some, but I sort of like based that bet on the teams that are in the game, assuming that they would, you know, link up the color of the Gatorade on the sideline with the team that was playing. What I found out this week is that's not the case at all. Gatorade apparently randomizes the Gatorades. So it's completely random what colors are on the sideline. Each sideline has three different colors that are completely random. So with that in mind, I'm going to go with the pick with the long odds. So last year it was blue, year before that orange, year before that blue, year before that yellow, year before that none, because there are some years when there is actually no Gatorade dumped on any coach, especially if there's a close game before that orange, blue, orange, none. You got to go all the way back to 2012 to get purple. And not only is purple a really great color, purple is plus 1400 on DraftKings, I'm thinking to myself, if the Gatorade color is really completely randomized and purple hasn't hit since 2012, throw a couple of bucks on purple at plus 1400, take a shot. So that's what I got for you, man. Super Bowl props from the Hedgehog. Joe Mixon, over 23 and a half receiving yards. Cam Akers, over 14 and a half receiving yards. Over five and a half sacks for the game in total. Kendall Blanton, over 29 and a half receiving yards. Give me tails in the coin toss. Give me purple on the Gatorade. JT, what do you think? And in particular, what do you got on the coin toss? I always throw a quarter on the coin toss. And I wrote it down and I took it last year. I always take heads. So I'm taking heads again this year. We're going the other way. I'm taking heads on the coin toss. Now, I'm staying away from the Gatorade bet, although... Um, if I had to, if I really wanted to take it, I'd probably take orange. Um, but I'm going to stay away on your other four props. I like the mixin over receiving, uh, prop. I do. I like that one. I love the Blanton over receiving prop. I like that better than mixins over receiving. And I actually love the five and a half sacks. Cause I, I, I think it's just going to be, I, I just, as I've said throughout this entire podcast, I mean, the Rams front seven is just insane. And with the fact that, that Burrow has taken over 50 sacks, I can see this, that five and a half sacks um, getting, uh, getting hit maybe by the end of the first half. The one bet I don't like is I don't like the acres over receiving yards only because I'm concerned about his playing time with three, three running backs in there. If he only had two receiving yards last week, that's probably one I'm going to stay away from. But three out of four, I'm, I'm in favor of. And I'm going to take heads on the coin toss. So that's where we're at, guys. I mean, I think we've, we have, you know, gone through this game. We've analyzed it uh, to the nth degree. We've given you our props. And it's time for our tracks of the week, John, unless you have any other final thoughts on the game before we, uh, we get into our tracks. I'm just very excited. Follow me on Twitter at JFD6812 because I'm sure there'll be additional picks over the weekend, live betting advice, random comments during the game. Um, I'll be telling you about all the boxes that I've lost um, throughout the Super Bowl because I've got a million boxes. 
um, and I got a bunch of nines and a bunch of twos. Now my wife got her boxes, Super Bowl boxes from work, and she only picked one box. Guess what her numbers are? Seven zero. Seven and zero, dude. <laughs> like, yep. What? Like, but I don't I, know. I got seven and zero in one of my box pools. So nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. But yep, let's do it up. Can't wait. It's gonna be a good time. Now you know. Uh-huh. All right, so John, track of the week. What do you got for us? I've got a track that was just released uh, last month, brand new for 2022. Um, really, you know, went out on a search for some some new music right now, and there's a lot of really great stuff. My track of the week this week is from uh, DJ producer Eli Brown. The name of the song is Believe, and it's a techno house track. It is absolutely fantastic. It's got a driving beat that I absolutely love. You can imagine yourself like kind of in a dark club 20 years ago back when we were younger um, and when the beat kicks in everybody just kind of looks at each other and says yep, here we go. So that's my track of the week. This week uh, perfect for the Super Bowl, you know with these teams believing that they're going to bring home the championship. My track of the week this week, Eli Brown Believe. stuff all right i am going to stick with my theme of trance only because it is the last podcast of the nfl season and you know if you're not from new jersey and you're living you know in some other state listening to this podcast right now in new jersey we are in some kind of weird um temperature situation where it's going to be almost 60 degrees outside today and i went outside this morning for a run and the air was just so beautiful to breathe in. And right now, stepping outside, it's almost the afternoon. I mean, it's just a beautiful day outside. So I went back into the sort of archives just a little bit, going back four years to 2018. And Richard Durand, a great trance DJ, um, released a track in 2018 called The Air I Breathe. Two versions. First version is the instrumental without vocals. I'm going to pass on that one, even though it's great. But one of the my favorite vocalists, Christina Novelli, on the club mix of the Air I Breathe, just crushes it on vocals. Beautiful vocals that lead up to a slow buildup and then just a just throws down a sick drop. So the Air I Breathe club mix, Richard Durand with Christina Novelli is my track of the week. We are at the end of the podcast, John. End of the NFL season. Coming to a close tomorrow. What do you think? I feel like for the last three or four months, every time we recorded the podcast, we had to at some point throw in uh, a comment that I can't believe we're already here. I can't believe we're already here. Here we are. It's Super Bowl weekend. Um, little sad that the season is coming to a close right now. Unfortunately, 
no Eagles or Jets in the Super Bowl this year. You know, maybe next, maybe next year for our two teams. Um, but I don't care. I'm going to enjoy this weekend. It's a fun weekend. It's one of those things where, you know, people all across the country and all across the world still kind of are enjoying that shared experience. There is something magical about that. I love that. So I'm excited for this weekend, man. Another great season. You know, it's been fun recording every week with you. Can't wait to come back. You know, we'll have some in the off season as well, but it's been a great year, man. Absolutely. I mean, the draft is probably the next, uh, the next uh, thing we got going on with the NFL in April. But uh, yeah, you'll see us before the season starts for sure. And awesome recording with you this season and uh, next season's gonna be even better. So with that being said, order your wings, get your pizza, get your beer, get whatever you're gonna get and eat and drink for tomorrow's game. And may your bets be sharp and your cashes be bountiful. We will see you on the other side. Adios. Later.